Hello and welcome back to We Didn't Peak with Chance Nichols. I am your host, Chance uh, Nichols. I almost said I am your host, We Didn't Peak, uh, but that's just just to show how long it's been since I've been able to do an episode. Hey, y'all, uh, I will not update the branding to reflect, uh, the, uh, to, to change it from weekly to um, every now and then would be what I would say the release schedule of this show is. But if you are a person that is somehow still hearing this, that means that you are a loyal listener, what I would refer to as a loyal listener. And uh, I appreciate you very much. Boy. Okay. Uh, Apologies again that I haven't been able to keep to a weekly schedule with the podcasts. Um, Let me try. I'm going to try to break down exactly what's keeping me because, again, if you're a person that's listening to this episode, uh, you deserve an answer as to uh, the infrequency of the uploads of the broadcast. So, uh, first and foremost, it's just, and I know this is such a lame, like, excuse, but I'm just, I'm very busy. I've got a lot of things pulling me away from doing the podcast uh, that were not there when I started the podcast. Because here's the thing, folks. The reason I started this show was, well, I'd always wanted to start a podcast from the time I was a little baby boy. Uh, a podcast, you know, I saw it coming before anybody else, and but sadly, I didn't have the language or the technology to sort of corner the market. But uh, no, I, when the show started, it was the and I started planning for it and started being like, let's actually like like put the rubber on the road and 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 do this thing. It was the dead heap of the pandemic. Like everything, this this show is a pandemic baby. Basically, like, it's it's a pandemic puppy. Like, everything was closed, everything was canceled. I hadn't quite figured out an effective strategy on how to make video content in a way that anybody would actually see. I was still trying to pop off on Twitter, which, uh, that's a whole can of beans. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, po- the podcast seemed like an exciting new challenge, uh, and it was, and it is, and cause that's the thing, is I've, I've been tempted, I'll be honest, there have, there's been, like, moments where I've been tempted to be like, should I just shut this whole, th- should, like, close down the shop and sort of start fresh, start a new show or whatever, but no, I don't think I will. I don't think I will, because... I know a lot of people have done that before where they're like, I used to have a podcast where I did this. I used to have a podcast where I did that. And I'm like, okay, I know for a fact that I want to, I always want to have a podcast and I want it to be this sort of thing where it's, it's interviews, but it can be whatever it wants to be really. Like I, I, I like the super specialized podcasts, which I've got some recommendations, um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could commit to if it's the thing that just I'm running, doing like a specialty, like like a podcast with like a special uh, theme or gimmick or whatever. Like I think for, for home base for me, it needs to be something where it's like, I am going to talk. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. Sometimes there will be another person there. The show started as it, it was always a guest. Transitioned into now, it is probably going to be mostly me with guests when we can get them. Um that's about the best I can do as of right now. I haven't ruled out the possibility of, and and I've been kicking around some ideas for a, a second podcast where, uh, which <laughs> hilarious because I can't even fucking upload to this one. Um, 
but something that would be a little bit more like of a gimmick with a co-host or something like that. I know uh, two, you know, some of my favorite podcasts are have and have turned into those over the years where I like I, I like just a straight talk a, a, a chat show as the Brits call them. But um, right now, my favorite podcast in the entire world is called Taste Buds. And it's on the No Presh Network. Um, you can find it wherever your podcasts are consumed, as well as on YouTube. And it is Sal Volcano from the Impractical Jokers and Joe DeRosa from A Sandwich Shop. Um, they they debate food and like different things. It's like Coke versus Pepsi, uh, Olive Garden versus Red Lobster. Uh, like the uh, 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 weed versus alcohol, like they they uh, burrito versus what's it the burrito versus burrito versus sandwiches maybe, I don't remember. They did a triple threat episode where it's breakfast versus lunch versus dinner. Like it, it's it's awesome. It's very funny, and they uh, declare a winner at the end based on a Twitter poll. And you should listen to it. And see, that's like a show that is exciting and fun to do. And I, I'd like to do a ver- of something. Along those lines, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, so yeah, just uh, just the schedule when when the when the groundwork was laid for this show to be a weekly show with a guest was when truly there wasn't shit else going on. No live performances, no auditions, no outside work, uh, no contracts, no writers' rooms, none of that. So um, I was able to build it that way, but now I need to readjust and reframe everything to where I can get into a flow of getting episodes of the podcast recorded and out, and then also all my other stuff, and, and trying to find some sort of flow with that, because, you know, that's, I, I have fine, I'm uh, making some real good progress, folks, uh, over on the YouTube, if you guys would please go, uh, if you haven't already, and subscribe to Chance is Loud on YouTube, uh, I'm posting a, at least a video a day, sometimes multiple videos a day, and it's been a ton of fun, and it's where I ultimately want to be and be doing things from. Uh, I love YouTube, and I think there's a lot of future, uh, a lot of future. I think there's a lot of stuff there that's going to, you know, sort of be the future of content and, and media, and a lot of stuff uh, is going to go through YouTube. So uh, that's been a ton of fun. And yeah, and and so keeping up this this wild schedule with making videos and doing stand up and work that pays money, like like a lot of money, uh, a lot of money, uh, my my money to live, I'll say. Um, got a couple of those things rattling around right now, and, and you know it all it all compounds to what is what is either making money. Which I know, it's, even saying it, it's like, oh, shouldn't you be having fun? It's like, yes. But also, I ha- right now, I am trying to build something here, and we need capital. I'm trying to build a business, and we are desperate for capital. And Mr. Wonderful isn't coming knocking. So I got to pay some bills, and I got to pay for some equipment, and it, it's a whole thing. So money is a priority right now, I will say. it's so it's so But it's right up there with, is it is it? financially viable or or financially anything and is it create like how does it feel creatively and like life fulfillment whatever the fuck and 
the podcast is at an odd um, crossroads at that because it is something that gives me a lot of, I, I love just ranting and I love talking to my friends and to interesting people and whatnot. Um, but it's the thing that makes the least amount of money that takes up a good chunk of time to be able like, because you can't like really multitask while doing the podcast. I can't be recording this and then also editing a clip and then also on the phone uh, talking to uh, XYZ in a meeting or whatever. Like there are other things I do where I can kind of divide my time a little bit better. The podcast is like it's almost like a nice it, it's nice in that way that I have to just shut down everything else, shut it all out and just focus on this little microphone in front of me, which I love. Uh, sip of water real quick. Ah, that's the good stuff. So all that to say, I've 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 got some thoughts and I've got some strategies that hopefully I'll be able to uh, roll out to get some more episodes out for y'all. Um, cause yeah, cause I love you very much. Um, oh, sorry, I did that in your ears. Uh, that was me smacking my lips. But I also I was the last two weeks like I've been so ready to do an episode, but I've just been, like, on and off again, like, just feeling a little sick. Uh, LA got just absolutely pounded by rain for about two weeks, so the cold air from that rain that I'm not used to here, that no one's used to here, plus the bloom from all the flowers uh, that is the result of all that rain has led to this perfect storm of allergies slash, like, sinus congestion issues. And uh, you can probably hear it a little bit in me today. Like, I, I my sinus, I was terrible yesterday. Um, it's more manageable and better today. But I've just been all bound up uh, with with the stuff. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're, but we're pushing through, we're having, we're fun, we're having fun, we're eating cheese, we're, we're loving life, living, laughing, loving. I hope you all have been well. I hope you all have been well. I do think about, uh, every, every Thursday that comes and goes where an episode doesn't get posted, I am filled with chagrin, and then I'm not, and I move on with life, because that's, I think, what you should do. I think you should, uh, allow yourself to feel a little upset about something that upsets you, and then suck it down and 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 step for su- uh, suck it down and step it up, step it forward. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do I want to talk about today? There's some stuff. I I just had a. There's you know a lot's happened obviously since the last episode came out, but we don't need to get into uh, fully into the weeds with all of that. Um, Stuff, because uh, there's really not a ton, I guess. I mean, just running some th- memories in my head. No, whatever. Uh, we'll just start with the immediate past. Uh, so I am recording this to you. Uh, recording this to you. Uh, my uh, family was in town. They came out to visit uh, out here in L.A., and it was a great time. Uh, I got to see uh, you know, the, the DeFilippo wing of my family, aunt and uncle and cousin, and uh, that was a good time. And we stayed in this house. My uncle rented a house in uh, the Hollywood Hills, which was very exciting. It was very cool, and uh, there was... 
a pool in the backyard and like a view and and I felt like a like a big shot there for a few days. Hey, come on, me and my uncle like sat out on the back like area like with the fire going and like talked like like talked shop and uh, it was fun. It was a good time. I got to uh, show everyone a little bit of the town and then we went to Disneyland, which is the happiest place on earth. And I do mean that. Um, Disneyland is interesting. You forget how small it is, really. Like, it's not... I think, especially compared to um, Disney World, it's just such a smaller surface area of a, of a park or of a, of a, of a attraction. But, uh, granted, we only did... Cali- or not... We only did Disneyland, not Disney's California Adventure, because of a snafu with the scheduling and the ticketing and this and that, and we won't get into it. But, um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, they got this new ride there uh, called Rise of the Resistance in, as part of their little Star Wars land, which I'm sure they all hate that people call it Star Wars land because their terminology for it is uh, Star- uh, Galaxy's Edge. Which, hey, just call it fucking Star Wars land, right? Like, right, like, like I can't tell you how much easier it would have been if you, because what's because Gal- Galaxy's Edge is nothing. That is nothing. That's not a reference to anything, really. Like that's like the word galaxy. Okay, I guess, but you own the name. Just it, call it Star Wars Land. Hold on. <coughs> oh, what I tell you? What I tell you? These allergy. Oh God, it's a nightmare with all this shit. Um, shouldn't have done this episode. I should have kept you waiting another week. Um, but no, it, they they uh they've got over across the street in California Adventure. Which for those of you that don't know, Disneyland. The Disneyland Resort is made up of two theme parks, which is Disneyland, which is like the iconic original theme park with like all the the teacups and the Frontierland, Tomorrowland, uh, it's a small world, all that shit. And then they built a new park across the street from it called Disney's California Adventure, which is where all like the big crazy rides are and some of the newer attractions and things like that. Um... God damn. Ah. Well, uh, that, did you hear that burp? I don't know. Um, so that's all very fun. But uh, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. They call it Galaxy's Edge when it should just be called Star Wars Land. Because at California Adventure, they've got a, uh, a Marvel thing that they call uh, Avengers Campus, which I also really don't love, but... It's closer, you know what I mean? Like, Avengers Land or Marvel Land. Either of those would have been cool, but whatever. I, it, it, not my, it's not my park, not my monkeys. Um, but uh, the Star Wars Land is very cool. Galaxy's Edge, you can walk up to the Millennium Falcon. You can walk up to an X-Wing. Uh, you walk through, like, an actual, like, Star Wars-looking, like, like town. Like, like it looks like a... It's basically Tatooine, but they're calling it like Baktu or something like that, I think, or whatever. Um, 
and it's fun. It's nice. It's cool. I had a drink at the cantina. And I had two drinks at the cantina, and it was very fun. They got a little robot in there slinging, slinging songs, and employees all dressed in like Star Wars gear. Uh, it's fun. And uh, but we got on the line for the Rise of the Resistance, which is like this ride that everyone in the world is talking about. It's like they're, they're, it's like their newest and like greatest ride ever. Apparently, it's this like mind blowing experience. My friends that go like to Disneyland say that like, oh, that's the one you have to do. If you don't do, if you do anything all day, it's like you have to do this. I'm like, okay, sounds good, sounds good. They're like, let's do that one early. Like, so we hit Haunted Mansion, and then it's like, let's go straight over to Galaxy's Edge, and let's do let's do some uh, let, let's do some Avengers or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so we get in line, and it is a historic. It's like. The wait time for this ride is always crazy, apparently. It was like a 95 to 100-minute wait. So we, this is a commitment to stand in this line. Uh, and we had, like, the Fast Pass thing, but the Fast Pass thing doesn't even work on that one unless you buy, basically, its own separate... So, like, the Fast Pass system for Disneyland has fucking changed, and it's cool, but also, I see what you guys are doing. It, it's a one-time payment of $25 per ticket, and it gives you what's called Genie Plus. Now, Genie Plus allows for like VIP or priority boarding for select rides. That's right. Not every ride, only certain rides are compatible with Genie Plus. Guess what? Many of them, not the ones that take a whole lot of time in the first place. But, uh, and it's not like it's its own separate line. Or, well, it is, but it, it's not like a regular line, fast pass, or Genie Plus line. It's, and then everybody can just get in line whenever they want or whatever. So then, because what happens with that, people at theme parks realized it, doing that system is the VIP line is just as long as the general admission line. So it's like, if everyone's super. No one will be, kind of. Incredibles. Uh, so what they've done here is it's like a reservation service where you go on the app and it's like, this ride is available on Genie Plus starting between like 11 a.m. and 12, p- 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. or whatever. Um, 12 p.m. And uh, so it's like it gives you a window of an hour to come and that's when you get to hop aboard and uh, skip the line in front of all the regular people, uh, but only in that hour window. You have to redeem it in that hour window. Uh, so, which, okay, that's it's, it's not for every ride, and it, it's the hilarious thing is some of them, like we bought the fucking thing right at the beginning of the day, like right after the park opened, and you look down, and it's like, oh, let's check the uh, the Genie Plus for uh, the, the I don't know, the Indiana Jones ride. It's 9 a.m. right now. I hope there's a... Oh, look, the next redeemable time on Genie Plus for Indiana Jones is 9 p.m. in 12 hours. Cool, 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 cool. So they, like... They kind of... And, and it shifts, and it moves, and, like, they don't... Uh, they don't have any real rhyme or reason to when the Genie Plus is available for who. 
uh, or for what ride or whatever or time, and so it just causes a lot of confusion. We it, it, we got your money's worth out of it. Like if you use it a couple times, it's definitely twenty five bucks to be able to skip like hours of waiting. That's that's very useful, but it's not like this magical be all end all thing. Um, which for Rise of the Resistance, this great Star Wars ride that I was talking about, um, it's not even compatible with Genie Plus, but it has its own Genie Plus, where it's like, even if you have bought the Genie Plus for the rest of the park, if you want to skip the line at Rise of the Resistance, you have to pay an additional $25 to get into that line. So now... That's fifty dollars gone for one ride, essentially. Cause so uh, uh, that was a whole thing. So we were like, "Oh no, we'll just wait in the line. It'll be fine. We're we're here early." So we wait in line for like forty five minutes or so. We're we're moving through it. It's fine. How you doing? Whatever. And uh, it's fun. It's like in the Star Wars land area. So all the bushes, like. Like along the line, it's like in like the forest mood of Endor is what it kind of looks like. So there's like all this shrubbery, all this cool Star Wars like trees and 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 building and like like wood blocks coming out of the ground. I don't know. It looks very Star Warsy, and there's like sound effects of Star Wars animals and like little like like things that you would hear in the movies playing. And eh, I don't know. It's a fun vibe, and I was ready to wait for this ride. Um now the thing about Disneyland is people the the cast members, God help us all, that's what they call their employees is cast members. Uh they basically they are in character like the whole time. Like if you're a good Disney cast member, you are like you're being all Disney about everything. And like for the uh like for the workers in Fantasyland, that means being like, oh hello, oh my goodness, like right away. And like for the people in uh, Main Street, it's like, hey, how you doing, Mac? Yeah, she. Uh, and then for Star Wars Land, it's all these people act as if they are in the Star Wars universe. So, which is cool until this happens. So we're standing in line. We've been in this line for a while. It's been a commitment. We're standing in this line, and the loudspeaker an announcement goes over the sp- over the speakers. And it's an employee reading into the microphone going, uh, attention uh, resistance fighters, due to first order activity in the area, all flights are currently grounded. We do not know when we will be back up and running, but if you'd like to stay in line, you can, or you can exit through by reversing your path and finding the nearest exit uh, uh, window or whatever the fuck. Uh, uh, thank you, and may the force be with you, or whatever. Could you imagine? You are you and your family. You're you're you are the parent of children dressed in Star Wars clothing. So excited to ride this amazing ride that all their friends have told them about. They've watched videos of it online. They're so excited. It's the it's the fucking thing that this whole trip hinges on. You wait in line for almost two hours, and then you get near the goddamn front. You can see. I didn't even get far enough to see what the inside looks like. I don't know what the carts look like. I don't know. I know nothing about this ride. I like going in blind. But imagine you've made this journey through through Galaxy's Edge, if you will, and you get to the front, and then you hear, 
some fucking guy that lives in Anaheim's voice go, due to first order activity in the area, all flights are grounded. Basically saying, hey, hey, numb nuts, hey, you fucking moron, guess what? <laughs> no one gets to ride now. We're broken down. Enjoy that trip back to, to fucking Kentucky. That's that's what they did. They shut the ride down for hours, which I mean, it's like, what am I going to ride on a broken ride? Like, like of course, like they, they, they don't just shut it down for fun. But uh, this was like I saw with my eyes like a child break down scream crying because I think it had happened multiple times to this because, because that's the thing is. I checked back, and hours later, it was back up and running, and it was accepting reservations and all this stuff. I was like, oh, cool, they got the Rise of the Resistance back up and running. Maybe we can uh, hit it before we leave. Like, maybe the line will die down. And, oh, look, it's broken down again. So that thing must break down constantly. And that's, like, a big main attraction for the park. So, good Lord. I mean... Figure it out, you know? Get some astromech droids in there to do some maintenance. What else has been going on? Oh, uh, WrestleMania happened. I didn't watch any of it, like, live. I've seen clips, and I've watched uh, some of the highlights and some of the moments, and it's like, uh, by all accounts, apparently it was a great show, but I just, I, it's, I didn't, the family was in town the whole time that WrestleMania was going on, so I didn't really have time to... Um, sit down and watch much wrestling, Uh, but apparently people are upset that Roman Reigns is still the champion, but it's like, what are you going to give Cody Rhodes the belt that easy? He needs to, we we got somewhere to build now, you know, Uh, which I honestly, uh, maybe, maybe they don't. I haven't watched the show in forever, so I I honestly don't know the state of things like in the storylines or whatever, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. They always will. Uh, WWE was just purchased by Endeavor, or is being purchased by Endeavor, which is the uh, William Morris Endeavor, of course, uh, the high-powered uh, Hollywood uh, company, uh, talent agency and conglomerate out here, uh, that also owns uh, the UFC. And so the UFC and the WWE are now owned by the same parent company. How fun is that? Could you have ever imagined back in the day, and this is for the three of you that listen to this show that are MMA fans, but uh, there was a time when it was like, it, it, it people the the the, in, the pe- people like to pretend that the big the big rivalry was between uh, the UFC and boxing. It kind of that it it's not not necessarily because boxing is kind of its own thing. Like I don't know. Like I definitely see it is a rival and it's one of the big rivals, obviously. But I don't know for my money and maybe for like people my age's money at least. The real when I thought of like what's what's the rival to to the UFC, I have always thought that it was uh, WWE and pro wrestling. The UFC feels more like pro wrestling than it feels like a boxing match. I I've always felt that way. I think it's because it's like 
is all the move, like the diff- the move sets. Like we talk about, oh, this guy's a great uh, uh, grappler, and he's got a really good uh, flying arm bar, or, or she she's got a great uh, like left head kick. Like that, you can debate their techniques and their styles, like in in a way that's a little bit more unique than like, oh, he's a southpaw, or because you, know, you know boxing has styles and techniques, obviously, but there's like literal like huge physical differences between what you can can and can't do. Um, that are way more similar to what they do in a WWE ring. A WWE ring sometimes feels like it's just a street, a sanctioned street fight, and often there is, <laughs> like, uh, oh, like a, a, a Mardi Gras, no, a Broadway beatdown or like Broadway brawl or whatever. Like, there's a type of match that's like. Uh, just a street fight where anything goes and there's weapons and pipes and stuff and cage matches wrestling was the original cage match like uh, hell in a cell all that stuff um so i don't know i've always i've always thought that it kind of needed to be one or the other and now they're they've they're beautifully married and uh i hope to see some you know maybe maybe we see some ufc fighters come over and do some uh, cross promotion stuff with the WWE. I would certainly love to see Conor McGregor on Monday Night Raw running his my, my running his mouth. I, I don't. I review the tape, rewind the tape on that, and see what happened. I said running his my mouth. I just started to say mouth, not trying to do an Irish accent, and then I tried to cover by acting like I was launching into it, but it like it was like a misfire, and then we kind of kicked up. So I just wanted to acknowledge that moment because I'm not going to be editing it out because I think that that's uh, it's it's the cracks it's the pops in the cracks of a vinyl is what you just read what you do that's 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 this podcast version of that and I'm sure you're also probably hearing some pops and cracks just because these microphones uh, you know they're covered in dust because I haven't used them in a thousand years but all that to say. Could be cool to see Conor McGregor on WWE television, on SmackDown, uh, getting his, getting in, you know, uh, I don't even know who they'd pair him with. Who would the rock, the rock, <laughs> probably the rock. I I think that would be the, the, that would be his ass. Conor would probably be like, bring Dwayne out of retirement and I'll do it or whatever the fuck. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Could be fun. Could be cool. Or ooh, what about on the flip side? We we get some. We open the the UFC opens a new division that's like to the side of all the main ones, where it's like the wrestler division, where all the pro wrestlers can have like a real fight. And uh, that was uh, that's like, um, God, what was that event called? The brawl of. Hold on, I gotta look this up because. Um, Pro Wrestling Real Fight Tournament. The Brawl for All. That's what it was. In 1998, yeah, the WWE uh, hosted this event called the Brawl for All. And it was like a legit boxing, well, like brawl tournament where they had, it was a bracket of wrestlers. Most of them not very well known because the well known guys were like, "There's no fucking way I'm doing that." Uh, this bracket of pro wrestlers put up, put on boxing gloves, and got into the wrestling ring, and it was like, "All right, fucking try to kill each other." Like, like first one to score an, a real knockout. It's it's the rules are kind of loosey goosey. Kind of anything goes. 
just knock the shit out of your opponent and advance, and uh, you'll win some sort of prize at the end, which I don't remember what it was. I don't remember who won, so the whole thing was a big all for nothing. But, uh, yeah, maybe bring that back. Maybe the UFC brings back the brawl for all, and we see, like, Zelina Vega trying to beat the shit out of... Um, Alexa Bliss or something like that. That could be kind of exciting. I think that would be kind of fun uh, to see folks uh, in their wrestling spandex and tights actually try to take each other's heads off. Who knows? Or maybe CM Punk will come back and he'll uh, finally get a chance to maybe prove that he can actually beat up a person in a legitimate fight instead of just, uh, you know, be a pretty good wrestler that a lot of us looked up to uh, with, with really good skills on the microphone and personality and whatnot, but then turned out to be just a primo shithead in real life. That anyway, I don't want any heat with CM Punk. He will never hear this. I met him once. I met CM Punk. Nice guy. I don't know. I, it's just uh, his antics and with... with how it always seems that he's the what like he's he's kind of the he he's he's the male taylor swift um like how ta- not not saying four like uh, it's not four men or four but he is like the male version of taylor swift in that it's it's that classic thing that it's like a hack premise of Taylor Swift writes all these songs about her breakups, but hey, maybe it's you, maybe you're the problem. It's like it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. Or whatever the fuck. Um, that's what CM Punk is. CM Punk goes and works for an organization and then finds a way to be like, you know, they disrespect again and again and again. Whatever, man. I I wish him well. But yeah, I met him. He was a guest on the Mystery Hour. This was after I had left. And uh, I was living in Chicago, and he was also living in Chicago. And I flew down to Springfield uh, to visit the family on the same weekend that he was going to come down to be on Mystery Hour. And I timed it just so that I could (laughs) come to the theater uh, before the show and uh, meet Punk. And I met him like in that afternoon, like while they were doing all their little tech run throughs. And we uh, walked around and had a a grand old little uh, little afternoon chat. So Phil Brooks, the man I'm cool with. CM Punk, the character I'm mostly cool with. It's that thing that happens on the in-between. I think that's the issue that I got, which that's my shit. <laughs> and it stinks. Uh, what I've been watching, I got a big recommendation for you guys, uh, which also Succession is back. But again, I haven't gotten to watch the second episode because the family was in town. So I'm going to be doing that uh, this evening. And I'm very excited. It's the best show ever. Uh, maybe I spoke too soon because, as you all know, I f- also firmly believe that the Tulsa King is the best show ever, which, again, maybe I spoke too soon. I have fallen head over heels in love with a new television show, folks, and I'm here to tell you the title of this show is Superman and Lois. I have been watching this show like it's my job. I have found a way to binge through the first two seasons on HBO Max and then switch over and download the CW app because it comes out it's still on, like it's still a, a show that's happening, and I downloaded the CW app so that I could watch the uh, few episodes of season three that have been released. I believe there's four episodes of season three out, usually a 15-episode season, 
So I have I have crushed just I've sailed through thirty four episodes, and these are forty five minute long episodes of Superman and Lois. Which, uh, for those of you that don't know, Superman and Lois is a television show on the CW that chronicles the lives of Superman, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane, his wife, and their two sons, Jonathan and Jordan, uh, who are twins. And in the first episode, they're living in Metropolis. They've got this whole thing. It's like Lois and Clark are these superstar reporters. Lois is the biggest superstar reporter of them all. Clark goes flying around and saves people as Superman. Uh, the boys go to high school in Metropolis. They're city kids. This, They're this, they're that, they're here, they're there, they're everywhere. And uh, then uh, Martha Kent dies, which Martha Kent is uh, Superman's mother, Clark Kent's mother. And uh, they go back to Smallville, the small town in Kansas where Clark is from. And while they're in Smallville for the funeral, Clark kind of like gets this feeling. He's like, oh, I think maybe we should raise our family here. Like maybe we should pull the boys out of school and, and move to Smallville, slow life down a little bit. It feels like we've missed so much, like all these great memories we have here at the farm when they were kids and, and we, when we bring them out for visits and, and maybe, maybe our life should be here. And so they move the family to Smallville and hilarity ensues. Like there's so much cool shit that they do. It looks better than any DC movie. Like it's shot better, and like it, uh, I I believe it more than any of the DCEU movies. Uh, I think Tyler Hoechlin, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, who played uh, Derek on Teen Wolf. If you'll remember that show, he was the hot alpha on Teen Wolf. Um, he plays Superman, and he may be my favorite live action Superman ever. Uh, he's so good at it, and. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a great show, and you should watch it and support it so that it'll be on for many more seasons to come. I just like, I loved Smallville. The show Smallville was great. That was, I was a kid, I was very small <laughs> when that came out, and I remember there was uh, the summer before sixth grade, I was going on this long road trip with my grandparents, and... In the, uh, those days, we had what's called portable DVD players. So that's the old, you couldn't download something to an iPad or a laptop and have it to watch. Uh, maybe you could. Maybe I just, maybe our, we just didn't have that technology. But um, there's these things. Yeah, there are portable DVD players, which were foldable. They kind of look like a laptop with a screen. And you put the disc in and uh, you'd watch a TV show on the portable DVD player. And I, I think I may have just gone off the rails there at the end, but you get it. Uh, but I, my uh, grandparents purchased the first season of Smallville on a DVD box set from Walmart before we left uh, for the ride, for the road trip. And then I consumed that immediately. Like I burned through season one of Smallville almost immediately was hooked and then had to get the next season, get the next season, season two, bang out that one even faster. So then we stop it. I get season three and four back to back, watch all of the, I just consume the shit out of the first six seasons of Smallville while I'm on this trip. And then, uh, 
I uh, fall off. I fall off with it a little bit, but then catch back up. Watch the rest of it. Show gets a little weird at the end, but then they the the, the last episode's really good. Uh, so yeah, I've just always been a big Superman fan. I like Superman. I like uh, it, I love an origin story. That's almost what this podcast like was originally. That that was like the intention was to find out people's origin stories, and so Smallville was great for that. And this show, Lois or uh, Superman and Lois, almost feels like a spiritual sequel to Smallville uh, in a way because it's like. The end of Smallville is like Clark like leaving, and it's like, all right, it's time to go be Superman and like live in Metropolis full time and like do all this stuff and like marry Lois, and uh, so this feels like, all right, he went and did that for twenty years, and now he's ready to come back home to Smallville to to watch the grass grow, and it's cool, it's cool and good, and people should like it. And it's the CW, so everything is like real dramatic and tense. I like it. Let's switch gears and talk about what's going on in the world uh, right now um, with some some current uh, trending topics. Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, God, just none of this makes sense. Not a single I pulled up Twitter not a single fucking thing it's just a bunch of like weird anagrams and 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 I just it, Twitter sucks now which I was talking about that a minute ago how I was like at the beginning talking about how like in 2020 I was like really obsessed with like trying to blow up on Twitter like Twitter was so huge like Twitter was what I thought was important I had to, I've had friends that have built entire careers off of like posting to Twitter and uh I I think that window has like completely shut especially ever since Elon Musk bought it like that's that it's kind of it, it it's it's become like a parody of itself almost like according to the national media at least um and uh, that's sad because I put a lot of time and effort into Twitter. I used to really like worry like or it, it used to be a big deal to me like I was like dying to get to a thousand followers like for years i was like oh if i could just get to a thousand twitter followers maybe i'll be cured maybe everything will be fine and then i got it and nothing changed uh but yeah i it was it 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 was this thing where i remember i started my first my first twitter i did have a twitter before the one that i have now which was uh i think it's called like the real chance nickels or something like that and uh, I like I got that one like right when Twitter first opened or around when Twitter first opened, and uh, I never really did anything with. It. I don't think I tweeted anything from it really. I I just kind of had it, uh, and then I created the account that I currently have, and um, which started as Chance Nichols sixty seven, which was my high school football number because it was uh, in two thousand eleven was when I made this one I believe, and that was when I was a sophomore in high school and uh me all my friends became twitter obsessed a big part of that honestly i swear to god had to do with the movie the other guys i don't know if y'all remember this but in the movie the other guys uh there's there's like a moment where uh i don't know if it's samuel l jackson and the rock i think it might be damon wayans jr who i'm friendly with now which is <laughs> name drop humble brag and rob riggle i think yeah it is yeah it's rob riggle and dame wayans jr because uh 
there's like a uh, a, cr- a crime happens. They're they're at the crime scene, all this stuff, and one of them tw- is on his phone. I think it's uh, I think it's Damon Wayans. He goes like, let's just say it was, and he goes at the crime scene. LOL. And then Rob Riggle goes, ah, "Good tweet, good tweet." <laughs> and that me and my friends thought that was hilarious because that was like Twitter was like kind of like a joke thing. It's like. What what do you mean a website where you just tell people what you're up to? Like that didn't make any sense to anybody at the time. So that was like a little joke of like, oh, huh, look at the crime scene, lol. Like, oh, everyone should know that I'm at the crime scene. <laughs> Tweet. Uh, and so me and my friends all got Twitter because of that, really. And we would just do that in our lives. We'd just be like in the car, lol. And then we'd all like respond to that tweet and be like, good tweet, good tweet, good tweet. Uh, and that we would just talk on it. Like, it was just, like, long conversation threads where we were just publicly tweeting our conversations out. Um, and then it went through many other evolutions and now is in its current form, which is, like, broken, basically. Like, I can't really use it. Uh, I was trying to use it to pull up, like, trending topics, current events, things like that, like I usually do. And it's it's been going this way for a while to where it's just like, I this is like an unusable, uh, this is an unusable service now, basically. So uh, we will go over on to reddit.com. And let's see here. Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Big Don finally got... God, they they caught up to him. They caught up to him. The Teflon Don. This one might be the one that that could have could have stuck, uh, could stick. I don't know. Donald Trump has been. Uh, I don't know. Has he? He's been indicted. I don't know. Has he been arrested? Let's see. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading some of these Reddit headlines. Uh, Donald Trump DJed until 2 a.m. at a private Mar-a-Lago arraignment party before paranoid p- before paranoid calls to staff. Stormy Daniels says she absolutely would testify against Trump in hush money trial. Well, of course, of course she would. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome. Uh, which I've done stand up for Stormy Daniels. Did you guys know that? I performed stand up comedy for Stormy fucking Daniels, and. Uh, I didn't realize it until afterwards, and I had this bit about OnlyFans that I did, uh, and uh, I just think that's kind of funny. And uh, let's see, what is the latest update? So basically, for those of you that don't know, Donald Trump uh, has been indicted by a grand jury for, uh, well, he pay- he had sex with a porn star named Stormy Daniels while whilst a married man, but before he was president. And he paid hush money to uh, keep her quiet about it. I believe that's that's what I understand about the situation. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he oh yeah, an arraignment was had. Uh, okay, see, this is the funny thing about this. Like, you Google just Donald Trump, the first thing that comes up, other you know, 45th U.S. president, hilarious. Uh, the news results for today is Biden administration blames chaotic Afghan pullout on Trump. Biden review blames Trump's decision. So all they're talking about is Biden is now blaming Donald Trump for what happened whenever we abruptly left Afghanistan. And you have to scroll a while to get to the the part where he gets arraigned. Uh, Let's see. Donald Trump case. Court set up. 
security after death threats to the judge and family. Well, yeah, of course. What? It says, yeah, they're stepping up security because of death threats to the judge and his family. Sorry, their family. I don't know what the judge is. Uh, wh- how in the fuck was the security not the highest it could be? When it, like, the fucking woman doing the, and again, ooh, more gender uh, from, from me. Fuck it. Well, it's a, the court stenographer is always a woman. She's always a woman. Don't take me away, no. <coughs> I'm dying. Uh, yeah, no, the, 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 the fucking court stenographer should have a armed battalion of Marines encircling them at all hours of the day. It's the fucking trial. It's a criminal trial of Donald Trump. Like, do you understand? He wasn't even in handcuffs and they tried to burn down a building on his behalf. What do you think they'll do now that we've captured their leader? Um, I don't know if he's going to be... I don't know if he's going to be uh, in handcuffs. Donald Trump arrested. Did they get Did they get moments? Trump, Trump was arrested today, two days ago. Here are the key takeaways. Okay, whatever. Um, see, a lot of this stuff I don't... I, I wish I knew more about it uh, just off the top of my head. Like, I should have followed the story a little closer. But honestly, guys, I got I to gotta be real. I just didn't care to to look super deep into this because of how many times this has almost ha- like how many times it's been like oh they finally got him they finally figured it out. like like this is the thing that's gonna stick this is the thing that's gonna sink him and so I've just stopped caring like I've stopped getting uh my hopes up I've stopped looking into it super hard for myself like I'm like let me know when something real happens this one seems pretty good. This one seems like a good a good one. But also, I could definitely see this one being another thing where it's just like, the judges, are, the bullshit judges, and nothing. I never touched that woman with a, with a... I wouldn't touch her. Quite frankly, I wouldn't touch her with a dog's mouth. She's a dog. Like that, I, I can imagine the spin... Is already happening, and I mean his supporters. He could he could beat Ron DeSantis from a jail cell, I think. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the timing of all this is very interesting to me. I will say, I think it's interesting that this seems to be something that is going to um, the folks that make the decisions that wear black hoods and sit at a table above all the rest of us. It feels as if this was a plot cooked up by one of their one of their uh, brains to to sort of undercut his campaign before it even starts. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's already started, but it's like this is it's the election is coming up, and uh, you know if this is a key, these are key months and, and moments that the, the the time leading up to an election, the year leading up to an election, all that. Um, to get to get the to get the ball rolling and like this is ball rolling time and if he has to deal with this big criminal trial where he's being you know charged with thirty four separate felony counts um, 
That's going to throw a wrench in the old engine, if I do say so myself. But uh, who knows? Again, who knows? This could literally be nothing. Like, I don't think it's nothing. I think it's something. But it could be nothing, because a lot of stuff with him ends up being nothing. Because he's a... The man's good at getting out of trouble because he's a fighter. And that's the other thing. Uh, Tim Dillon was talking about this. Shout out to Tim Dillon. He's like, the problem about all this is, is this could really backfire in, in the libs' faces because uh, Trump is at his best when he's fighting. What you really want to do to make him uh, to 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 show how weak he is and to sort of like strip away some power from him is make him just sit there and govern because he's not good at governing. He's not good at policy. He's not good at politics or at he's pretty good at politics, I guess. Um, he he's not good at the nerd shit, at the at the entrenched shit that you don't really see behind. He loves to fight and he loves to to bluster and boast and. And have an enemy to attack and go, 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 you know, like that's more his vibe. And right now you're, you're, you're cornering that animal and uh, you're liable to get bit, brother. That's uh, disgusting. That, that's, that sounds like something that somebody who's like standing outside of the courthouse right now with like uh, a ray gun on their head, like a, a hat that has been retrofit with a ray gun, they think. Uh, standing out there waiting to defend liberty. Uh, that's what that seems like. But who knows? We'll see how Don how how Don fares on the inside. You know, I really don't think uh, I don't think he spends a night in jail. But who knows? Who knows? I hope I'm wrong. I hope he spends a night in jail. Protests in France. Uh, you know, I've been seeing this. Um, what I'm going to learn with you guys. French protesters take over BlackRock HQ in protest. It's not about extending retirement age, and yes, it's not about being shown in the mainstream. Why? 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 What's going on in Paris? Uh, why Paris protests? Here we go. Uh, they're protesting against uh, the government's pension reforms to the world's biggest money man. Oh yeah, that's it. I remember this. They, the the government tried to. Or they're like trying to like raise the retirement age and take people's money and raise the rents and all this stuff. So the French are burning it all down, which that's what the French do. The French go on French. Let me tell you, folks, you ever met a French person? The nastiest fucking people on earth. Mean, vindictive, cruel, uh, cunning, like sort of shifty. Uh, uh, you could There's just vile vitriol behind their eyes like they really aren't warm and happy. Uh, that that this is at least my been my experience whenever I'm like looking at a French person and going, oh, wee oui, wee, oui. <laughs> over and over again in their face, uh, trying to get a, get a rise out of them. You know, that's that's the that's the French people that I know is is in response to when I do that sort of business. Uh, I also say to French people, "Parlez-vous français?" All the time, all day long, I'll say to a French person, "Parlez-vous français?" Which is, of course, from the famous episode of Dexter's Laboratory where uh, he's taking a French class and for some reason Dexter, the boy genius, can't comprehend a foreign language. So he builds a machine to teach him French overnight and it ends up malfunctioning and it only teaches him one phrase over and over again and it rewrites his brain so that he can only say that one phrase. Like he can't, he's forgotten English and can only say the French phrase, parlez-vous français? which means cheese omelet. 
uh, oh no, no, parlez-vous français? Sorry, 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 sorry. Parlez-vous français means uh, do you speak French? Sorry. What I'm after, uh, cut that, reverse it. Uh, what I meant to say was omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. That means a cheese, a cheese omelet in France. And that's all Dexter can say in the episode. So to my French brothers and sisters and folks uh, out there burning down Black Rock and doing all these things, throw an extra brick for me. I'm on your side today. That's nice. T- teach that Macron who's boss. Get in there. Get in there and have some fun. Break the doors down. Get into that bank and have a little bit of fun. Isn't it fun to have fun in a bank? Huh? It's fun to have fun in a bank. Watch the latest Mr. Beast video. A bank blows up in that one. It's fun to have fun in a bank. What else? What else? Do you hear the people say? Do you think think there are any protesters singing Les Mis? I'm going to look that up later. That would be so lame and fun if, if there are act, actual French revolutionaries are in the streets going, Do you hear the people sing? sing? The musical that is based on their revolution that consistently only ever is spoken in, in thick British dialect, which is hilarious. Um, what's this business with Clarence Thomas? Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas has accepted undisclosed luxury trips from GOP mega donors for decades. Is that not allowed? Oh, well now Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is cl- is calling for his impeachment. You can impeach a judge? Oh, I guess that makes perfect sense. Uh, that's the thing about the Supreme Court that has always like sort of baffled me. Is It's like, are these just like god kings and queens that will reign forever and have they basically have total power over the law of the land? Hmm? So yeah, I guess you can be impeached as a uh, as a lifelong elected official to the Supreme Court bench. And Clarence Thomas apparently has taken some uh, donation money in the form of luxury vacations uh, from a GOP donor. And I guess, folks, I guess that's not allowed. I guess that is just not allowed. Uh, they're making. A new Harry Potter series. I just saw that HBO Max is going to make like a Harry Potter reboot. Uh, seven seasons, each se- one season focusing on each book. I got to tell you, folks, that's the dumbest fucking thing. Who is going to fucking watch that? I think they're overestimating based on the success of the uh, that Harry Potter video game that came out. But guess what? The reason that game was successful was because it was something different. People are dying for more quote unquote stories from that world, but and that's what the wizarding game, whatever the fuck, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, that's what it provided. It was like this isn't Harry and Hermione and Ron and, and the gang and the cat and the snake and the fucking the woman with the purple hair and the and the birds and the the bird with the saddle and the boy and the Nazis and and uh, the fucking prisoner prisoner ghosts, the ghost the ghost prison guards. It's none of that. It's a different thing. It's the same castle, different era, 
different kiddos. You run around and you be a different kiddo for a while in this magical fucking hellscape that just constantly puts children and teachers in danger, and the entire world for that matter, from what I can see. Uh, so yeah, that's what the that's what people wanted, and what we're getting is less than. 10 years? Nah, it's been more than 10 years. 10 years after the fucking end of the movie series that are like perfect movies that are like people have for years been saying, please, for the love of God, don't touch those. Like, JK, you've gone off your fucking rocker. Just put the pen down and just live in your castle, sweetheart. Uh, and now they're doing it. They're going to remake Harry Potter. And uh, I hope... I hope that never sees the light of day. I hope they realize their mistake and they go back on it. Because they just keep... that. It's the same problem with this fucking Fantastic Beasts franchise. They made, these fa- they made that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. Fun movie. All right. Now what else do you got? Do a different side of the... Oh, no. What? The, the, the sequel prequel series of for Harry Potter is going to be called the Fantastic Beasts, friend. Like, you don't have to call it that. Why are you calling it that? It was just the first movie. Just call it From the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, The Crimes of Grindelwald, or whatever the fuck. I didn't see it. I used to love all this shit. I don't think there's been a franchise or an IP more mismanaged than the Harry Potter franchise. I was balls deep. I was in. And I wasn't in when I first started out as a boy because when that shit started rolling onto the shelves and rolling onto the picture screens in America, uh, my whole family thought that it was satanic and demonic because that's a thing that early 2000s Christians truly believed was that Harry Potter was demonic and satanic and was teaching like atheist values and things like that. I I very vividly remember friends, parents, and people at church being like, the greatest threat to our children right now is the Harry Potter books. And now they got this movie with these with these British fucks that's going to come over and they're going to try to drag your children to hell. Which was not the case. All they wanted to do was teach a beautiful lesson about friendship and, and legacy and... Um, the refusal of the call and the hero's journey and um, being good to each other. That's what the Harry Potter universe meant to me. It meant sticking up for your pals. It meant being there in the mud with them. Sitting in that mud. Not knowing how you're going to clean yourself off later. But God damn it, I've got this bushy-haired freak girl and this red-headed freak boy with me. And we are going to kill a snake. And we are going to slay a troll. And we are going to drive a car through the skies. And we are going to, some of us are going to kiss. And I'm going to swim. And, and there's going to be snakes and spiders and, and adults trying to murder, actively trying to murder children. The, the entire thing. This entire, entire story started with a grown man trying to murder a baby in cold blood, and he sucked at it. So then he had to go and become the back of another guy for a while, and then a, a couple, several different other things, several different other in, in, inanimate objects. In fact, items, items in a store. He, this man was, this man was items in a store, and he found a way to fight back, to stop being items in a store, and to start being a man, like a spooky, a spooky skeleton man with no nose and then he's the one thing he wanted to do was kill that 
baby that's now a teenage boy trying to read and learn about how to make keys float in paintings talk. So he fucking storms the school with his with his stormtrooper Nazi followers and <laughs> start killing kids and <laughs> teachers and people and plants and dogs and cats and squirrels and puppy dog tails. And then love prevails. As it will in the rest of the world and, and life and, and, and in, in your life and, and, and the, the only place where love will not prevail is in J.K. Rowling's heart because she's got some weird, weird hang-ups about stuff that she can't quite get over. Uh, all right. Well, that's been the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, like, as always, uh, please be sure to... Uh, Oh, just be sure to subscribe to the show wherever it is that you can subscribe to the show. Subscribe to me on YouTube at Chances Loud. Follow me on all forms of social media at Chances Loud. Uh, yeah, that's it. We want to thank our sponsors, uh, James River Assembly. James River Assembly. It's the only church where you can walk in with three toes and walk out with five toes and a free toe pie. For every, uh, every three toes regrown off your foot at James River Assembly, you will receive a voucher redeemable for one frito pie at the commissary on your way out. Just bang a left at the Starbucks and you will see the stand. There will be a woman there with a sign. All right. Goodbye, folks.